Do you know how long it's been since Disney has made an Asian movie? I'll let you guess. Say five years, ten years maybe? Well, in 1998, Mulan was released by Disney Animation Studios. Almost 20 years later, the most populated continent in the world finally gets another flick, Raya and the Last Dragon. Aside from my problems with Disney's cash grab business model, I think Raya and the Last Dragon is one of the most entertaining Disney movies I've watched in a long time. Here's why. Spoilers ahead, this is your last chance to back out. Part 1. Not your little princess. You still here? Cool. One thing I really liked about Raya and the Last Dragon, and Raya as a character, is that she's this really awesome warrior princess. She's the daughter of the leader of Heart, a wealthy nation that has the sacred duty to protect the Dragon Gem. The Dragon Gem is pretty important to the plot of the story, and pretty much everyone not wants it. It seals away these mindless purple clouds that turn people to stone, which I'm pretty sure is just supposed to be a reference to the coronavirus. So, one little girl named Namari, and she's really important later in the story, gets greedy during a family banquet that the dad hosts that's trying to get all these different nations to come to peace again, and basically, Namari tries to steal the gem. And the gem falls on the floor, it cracks, and all these purple cumulonimbus clouds get released and turn everyone to stone. So Raya's dad gets turned into stone, and Raya escapes with a shard of the broken gem, protecting her from death clouds. So, after six PTSD-filled years later of searching, she finally finds the last dragon, a bubbly swimmer called Sisu, and escapes from her old friend, Namari. During her escape, she meets arguably the best character in the movie, a teenage shrimp cook and boat owner, Captain Boone. I do not know the labor laws for shrimp cooks and boat owners, but I'm pretty sure they're not tweens. Boone, Raya, and Sisu, who can now shapeshift to conceal her identity, travel across the lands to different nations of Tail, Talon, Spine, and Fang, Fang being Namari's nation, to get all the pieces Sisu needs to restore the Dragon Gem and to save humanity from the second phase of the water cycle. At first, I found this whole plot to be a little overcomplicated, but it follows the basic hero's journey, and sometimes you can just kind of get lost in the world. Overall, I would say it's pretty well constructed, that leaves me pretty satisfied by the end. So that's a plus for me. Part 2. All the marketable plushies. Like most adventure movies, Riot picks up company like an Ivy student picks up homework. Starting with my favorite boy, Captain Boone, Riot then meets a swindling group of monkeys led by a literal infant, so Disney can make their marketable plushies to add to the already egregious profit they've made from just the movie itself. More on that later. After that, the gang picks up a viking with the looks of Gobber from How to Train Your Dragon and the personality of Shrek from, well, Shrek. Honestly, I felt like the characters were actually pretty genuine and even relatable at points. Loss was a big theme of the movie and I think Disney handled it pretty well. That's a plus from me. Part 3. Therapy Through Deadly Combat Why aren't there more fighting scenes in Disney movies? Oh, there aren't many Disney princesses that know hand-to-hand -hand combat? Like seriously, the action scenes in this movie blew me away. Not only does Raya have a super cool sword whip thing, yes, they actually exist and they're authentic to South Asian culture, and they're called Urumis, but the scenes were all super well choreographed and the visuals made it look like straight up like a 2D fighting game. Where most Disney movies would have characters sing about their problems, this movie really isn't afraid to be different. Raya and Namari straight up go at it and fight with swords, 
crossbows, fists, you name it. I have to come clean and say that I'm not a huge Disney fan, but I was still glued to my seat all throughout the 40 final minutes of the movie. In the end, Raya learns to trust Namaria again, and together they vanquish the purple cloud monsters and revival the stone people. Raya and the Last Dragon finally broke free of that taboo of no fighting and be a good girl, and created some pretty awesome scenes, which gets a big plus from me. Part 4. Looks great, but my ears are bored. <sighs> Disney, Disney, let's level for a sec. You're really good at making music. The Moana and Frozen soundtrack slapped, and that was literally less than 10 years ago. I know you can make good music that isn't completely culturally insensitive. So why? Why didn't you do it? Raya and the Last Dragon may look really good, but the lack of any memorable song like Let It Go or How Far I'll Go leaves a bitter taste in my mouth, especially when you're making a movie on one of the coolest musical cultures in the world. There was a weak attempt at some Southeast Asian music in the credits and the animated intro, but it comes nowhere near what we've come to expect from Disney Animation Studios. Like, seriously, I know she's supposed to be like a tough warrior princess, but give her a song. Perhaps I'm a harsh critic, but I'm frustrated that I don't have any Disney princess songs to sing after watching this movie. That is a big fat minus from me. The rating. Raya and the Last Dragon has memorable characters, a smooth and interesting plot that will leave you on the edge of your seat, and messages like family and unity which are deeply ingrained into South Asian culture, as well as a hopeful outlook of our world today. However, the lackluster soundtrack leaves it as a great movie and not an excellent one. Raya and the Last Dragon receives an 8 out of 10 for me, but there's still one detail I've been holding off on. Since the movie is still in theaters, Disney charges an extra premiere fee of $30 for anyone who wants to watch the movie at home without getting a face full of COVID. The only way I could find this price justifiable is maybe if you were to take your entire family to the theater together, but during the research for this podcast, I seriously contemplated just pirating the movie. Because of this, Disney left my wallet hurting after a movie that simply isn't worth $30. My advice is wait until June when the movie releases to all Disney Plus members and I promise you'll enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Do you have any new movies you want me to review? Comment down below. I'm Gabriel Wagner, and this has been my take on Ryan the Last Dragon.